61 is a number, and it happens to be the number of this episode. I'm Amon Bashir, one of the hosts of the Ottawa Podcast. I'm sitting here with Keegan on and Rob Trell, and our guest today is Zoe uh, Jorgaris. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah? That's how you sound. You practiced so many times. Zoe, right? Zoe, right? I messed mess up the Zoe part and not the George uh, <laughs> Garris. You the last thing so many times. <laughs> I messed that up. Well, that's fine. How the you doing, anticipation Zoe? of you, not being able to say it properly. That's what it I is. I just screw up. Definitely. The, the, the other name. <laughs> the easier name. <laughs> and the other thing is that I was... I was like, how am I, I? I do the same intro all the time, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta mix it up. So, but you always mix it up with the same thing. Yeah, you always say a number. The beginning? Yeah. I guess. I guess. Oh no! We'll we'll go back. Oh, we'll we'll right. listen to all of them after all this. Right. Uh, how are you doing, Zoe? Fine, fine. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast. First of all, uh, second of all, um, as you might see, we have some beer. We like to taste some beer and. Uh, We've all we mostly had different beers, which is good, except for what once. I think once we doubled up. Yeah, I think we're doing a good job. We did that on purpose, though. Who knew? Well, it was such know. a good beer. That's it. Very <laughs> good. It was so good. Um, Rob, do you want to tell us about what we're drinking? Yeah, this is a, a very poetic sounding beer. Uh, it's a pale ale from Peterborough called Square Nail Pale Ale. Okay. And uh, so it's have like, a taste. It's and, poetic and that it rhymes. And then we'll discuss it. Fantastic. It's uh, so the West Coast idea. style pale ale. Yep. Amon, you gotta try some. <laughs> mm. uh, with pine and citrus on the nose and notes of toffee and citrus on the palate. I think it says a West Coast like Peterborough. Yep. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, it tastes like a pine forest. Yeah. There you go. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a great thing. Yeah, they okay, should put that on the go. bottle, on the can. It is on the can. Is it really? What? Yeah. It's like a pine forest? Well, no, like pine. No, but they should put that slogan. That quote. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> if they're listening. <laughs> I definitely get the pine, not so much the toffee, but it's good. On the palate. Are palate. you checking your palate? I checked it twice. Okay. So, uh, what do you think, Keegan? It's good. Be honest, though. That's okay. Too you honest. Like you saying Peterborough ruined it for me. <laughs> Wait, that's like, what ruined Vancouver. it for you? <laughs> yeah, it's like less, like, uh, less alluring. Less yeah. prestigious? Yeah. It's I almost Toronto. So. Has, has anybody here actually ever been to Peter, Peterborough? I drove through. Once. I've been to Peterborough. I've heard great things about Peterborough. Yeah. That's oh, it. that's nice. <laughs> so, I spent the night in Peterborough in a hotel. Well, congratulations. Very nice. Okay. Why? Let's... That doesn't matter. Some parade. <laughs> they had a, like, Santa Claus parade. Went for the weekend. Moving that's on. That's really specific. Moving on. Suspicious, right? I'm just, no, I'm moving on. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Julia went to teacher's college there, and okay. she had friends, and we were visiting for the Santa Claus parade. It was a good parade. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Zoe, <laughs> tell us about yourself. Uh, first and foremost, where, where are you from? I'm from here, Ottawa. Born and raised? Born and raised in Ottawa, yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay. Most of my family lives here. The, the family that's in Canada lives here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what was it like? Well, what part of Ottawa did you... Uh, I first grew up in the East End, and then I moved to Old Ottawa South. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Old Ottawa South being not quite South Keys, but Billingsbridge area? Yeah. The, it's uh, it's the, the neighborhood after the Glebe. Centertown, the Glebe, Old Ottawa South, Billings. Okay. Oh, right. Is Billings yeah. its own neighborhood? Um, <laughs> I have no idea. It's, right. really just, not. Uh, it's big enough. Let's figure out all the geography of Ottawa right now. Old <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, South is a is a very nice neighborhood. Yeah, right by Carlton and in between, uh, you know, Bronson and Bank Street. Yeah, absolutely. It right. has the Mayfair Theater. Uh-huh. Has Black Squirrel Books. That's right. Stella Luna. Makes sense. Right. Um, 
Quinn's and uh, Quinn's House Patty's. of Tark, I believe. House is of Tark is there. House yeah. of Tark. So, Very cool. Are you still in old Ottawa stuff? No, so I'm living in the Cleve right now. I mean, oh, so you didn't move very far. <laughs> still in the same area. That's cool. What was it like growing up in still like relative downtown Ottawa compared to obviously the suburbs? Like it's it's obviously a different experience in Canada Orleans, right? Yes. Well, I grew up in the suburbs when I was a child, right. which was nice. We had a big backyard and I could make, you know, snow forts all winter long, which is really, really good. Sure. And it was in a great neighborhood with, um, you know, lots of nice kids. Of course. Um, and then moving downtown was obviously nicer when I got to be older and I could, uh, you know, it was closer to the action. That makes and sense. I got yeah. to go to Rocky Horror and lots of punk shows and ska shows and <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Rocky Horror is something. Uh, obviously, at Rocky the Mayfair Horror Picture Show no. is something that they put on. The Mayfair puts on every month, once a month. No, it's it's just Halloween. It's just it's a big thing. I think it's uh, I think it's more than that. You're thinking of the room, right? Yeah, I think you're thinking of the room. Oh, for a period, they did it once a month as well. Hmm. Rocky Horror. October. Anyway, that's cool. Referring to <laughs> no, <laughs> for a period in October, they did it once but, a month. But when you did it in, because uh, I, I went and not on Halloween, but the times that I went, I think twice, they they acted it out in front as well, which is kind of cool. You went twice. I went twice to see Rocky Rocky Horror Picture Show. That yeah. is definitely a musical I would audition for. Is that right? Yeah. Well, there you go. Very fun. Uh, so, what do you find yourself doing nowadays? Well, at the moment, it's obviously I'm in Bear and Company's production of The Tempest, right. which is taking a lot of my time, which I love. Sure. I love spending as much time in the theater world and performance arts as possible. Makes sense. Other than that, I live with a great uh, group of artists who do various things, uh, other, fires, uh, other fire dancers and writers, artists, uh, some of them do tattoos, Oh, wow. Okay. And we have several communal events. Great. We love to share food and uh, share, do clothing swaps and learn from each other and our experiences. And so I, we, I do that. And I like to get out. I went swimming yesterday and today. Oh. I love to make bonfires and sure. share stories. Yep. Yeah. I get that. Where do you go swimming? Like, is it a like, pool or do you go to like a beach or like outdoor? I go wherever I can. I'll go to Wakefield or I'll go to, I'll go out or I'll go to Mooney's Bay. I That's don't cool. care. Okay. Just check. Yeah. About, yeah. I wondered, like I, I grew up uh, in a Northern Ontario place called Elliot Lake <laughs> and I just tell this to him every, all the yeah. time uh, and he knows. Every week. Uh, every week. Uh, but the one thing that I saw was that, you know, up North, you people aren't so concerned with, with where you're swimming, there's just a bunch of lakes everywhere. But mm -hmm. then when I came here, I didn't see it as much. Obviously, like, the main body of water that I kept seeing was the Rideau Canal. And let's be honest, you don't swim in the Rideau no. Canal. Not on purpose. <laughs> Not on purpose. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I guess so. I guess there's a few uh, few areas around. So that's cool. Yeah, there's some beaches. Yeah, mm -hmm. makes sense. I think we so, might have lost some people on the fire dancer part. Kind of, well, we no. Glossed, I, we glossed over I, it. And that, that's why. So the reason that, uh, why, well, two, there are two things, two main things that we wanted to talk about with you. In that you're you're an actor and you're doing uh, performance with Baron Co. and you're also a fire dancer. Mm -hmm. So, well, let's start with fire dancer. So, yeah. so can you talk about what it means to be a fire dancer and how you got into it? Of course. Well, when I finished high school, 
I went into Carleton University's communications program because I didn't reflect on at first, uh, I didn't realize, you know, what was out there in the world until I got this opportunity to go move to Paris. And I I moved to Paris uh, with my best friend. That's huge. And I decided to go into theater school with the infamous clown Philippe Collier. Okay. Um, my uh, drama teacher at Car- Canterbury High School referred me to, he, he said, you're, you're going to go to Paris. You want to study theater? Go to Philippe Collier. Okay. And that was a wonderful experience. And I, so I went off into the world, you know, 19, and I, I met these fire dancers. I met this guy in the Parisian catacombs, the underbelly of the City of Lights. Mm-hmm. Oh. There's, there's hundreds of kilometers of underground yeah. tunnels and caves right. that were used. At, they were started in the Roman times and they were digging up rock for building civilizations. And there's these big underground tunnels and it's a labyrinth down there. It's a maze. And I saw this man. He had this bottle with, that was black and had a skull and crossbones on it. And he took a sip and then blew hot fire from his mouth. <laughs> and I was mesmerized. And I grabbed the bottle and then, you know, I, I realized what I was doing. And maybe I shouldn't monkey see, monkey do at this point. Uh-oh. But I, I decided to take up the fire, the elemental dance, the fire performance arts. Right. And I began this fascination. And it got me to dancing with all sorts of different fire props, like fire poi, fire hula hoops, fire breathing, fire fans, and all sorts of amazing, fun dances that you can, like a duet dance with the flame. Sure. Wow. And I realized that I could also be doing this with, with theater. So I, I developed a character, Zola Molotov, who's a witch who... 400 years ago, the authorities tried to burn me at the stake. And I, you know, the witch hunt is a real thing. And, yeah. and women were silenced for many years for being wild and for, for three, free thinking. And so I, I danced to honor those women as well. And that's how I began fire dancing. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great story. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, you start, well, I mean, you, you were, First, I guess, exposed to it in Paris. Yes. And you, you, you came back, obviously, after a period of time, back to Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And did you find other people with that interest? Or did you have to sort of start something up? Like, what happened when you came back to Ottawa? Because you're obviously still doing it to this day. Mm-hmm. So, so how did you get involved in actually being able to perform? Or did you just do it just here and there? Well, when I got back... I decided to, I wanted to start up a club. Okay. So I, I went back to Carleton because I had started a degree and I didn't want to leave it. So I went back to Carleton and I was going to start up a flow club. That's what you might call it without fire. Flow. Okay. It's, a, okay. it's a flow. Okay. And I realized there was already a flow jam, a flow club. It was called the Carleton Flow Circus. And so I joined it, and we were just five of us, and every Monday we would, we would get together at 6 p.m. in the Carlson Atrium, and we would use uh, fire, uh, not, sorry, not fire, hula hoops, <laughs> uh, poi, yeah. staffs, 
bands, all these fun things. We'd just play and jam. And we'd put on music and we were the Carlson Flow Circus. And I even, I was doing stenciling at the time and I made patches and I made some posters and, and everything. And it was my way of showing the university hostile, sometimes sterile environment that you can have fun <laughs> and it doesn't have to be with books. Yeah. And people would be like, wow, you can have fun at school. Like, yeah, of course. Like, Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we had a lot of fun and that was, you know, my what I would look forward to weekly. And there there are actually Tuesday nights there's there's uh, fire jams and and also just flow jams at the city hall outside of the city hall. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so there I have no are No, not at all. People have uh in the past summers met up in Britannia by Britannia Beach to okay. do jams. So there is a community in Ottawa. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. How long was it from th- this experience you had in Paris in the catacombs to to sort of taking it on as something that you now do? It took a it took a, a few years for me to play around with it, develop a few skills, and then I realized that after after two years or so or three years that you know it is something that you can perform with and. People really enjoy it, and especially here, it's not. It's a quite niche group, yeah. and so it's. I wouldn't say it's easy to get gigs necessarily, but it's really fun to bring um, the performance, the fire performance, to an event, and people really receive it well. It's not something they see every day. Well, of course, mm-hmm. right? I uh, I was looking on on the website, which is uh, fireliberationfront.com. And is that, th- that's of your, your group, I suppose, or is that, yes. I might be using the wrong terminology there, but <laughs> truth, there it is. Um, and I, I saw that there's a video posted of you and, and assuming your troop at uh, the pride or pride. Uh, pride parade, pride yeah. parade in pride medicine parade. hat, Alberta. Oh, is that right? So, yeah. you, so you travel a bit. We we went across the country. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. And across the country busking. We'd 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 end up in any small town in northern Ontario on a Wednesday night. We'd pull up to the Tim Hortons and we'd say, <laughs> Listen, the circus is in town. Tell all your friends, <laughs> Facebook message people, text people. Oh yeah. We'll start at nine thirty at night. And we would get a crowd of maybe thirty people, forty people. It's amazing. And they would they would tip well, you know. We'd pass the hat around, and they were really into it. And they would, um, they would donate. You that's, know? that's that's cool. great. They would say, you know, if you like our show, let the hat know. And we went across <laughs> the country doing this, and in, in Medicine Hat, we got to have quite a fan base because we stayed there for a little while. And sure, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Do you ever face any regulation problems with open flames or open fire in? In cities, or like you were saying, in front of City Hall. Like, I know there are regulations against, like, I tried to, like, have a fire in my backyard once, and I wasn't allowed to do it. But do you, do you ever come across things like that, or do you know about the laws about that? I do. I don't mm. I don't organize the City Hall oh. jam, so I wouldn't be able to speak on that. Mm. But I do have, a, a, I have a level of fire safety that I uphold, and... I'm aware that in parks and in Ottawa specifically, there's no, there's no, nothing against controlled flames on props. Okay. Um, okay. They, there are things against bonfires, right. but not against uh, what I do. Right. And you have a, a certification of, of for fire safety? 
you were saying? I have insurance and I, I have, cool. I have, I have things that make it, you know, I have a wet blanket. I have right. a fire safety yeah. blanket. Yeah. I close the fuel. I make sure that the area is safe and mm-hmm. that if anyone's going to get burned, it might as well be me. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, uh, that's amazing. Um, going on tour, was that, well, what, what was the motivation behind that? Was that to spread the word or, or not spread the word, but, but show, share your, your, your art? I jumped onto a good opportunity. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. There was there was a man uh, going going down that way, part of the troop, um, who was going to work in solar and out west. And I, you know, it was the end of the summer, and I decided to hop on board and went. And then that's how I ended up working in solar, which I also mentioned. Yes, for six months. Great. Yeah, not bad. That's cool. Okay, um, I want to I want to talk a bit more about that, but why don't we jump to a segment? Keegan, do you want to do Classic Ottawa? Absolutely, Classic Ottawa is our news segment where we talk about news in Ottawa, or I guess if it's prolific news, we'll talk about it. If yeah, it's not yeah, Ottawa. We got some of that. Yep. Like this first story: <laughs> rapper Fifty Cent filed for bankruptcy this week. I'm sure you guys all heard about that. The rapper reportedly spent the bulk of his fortune in two places. In the club and in a candy shop. That was bad. <laughs> that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty derivative. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of uh, research went into that, Joe. I had to look up what the songs he wrote. Um, uh, a large man wearing Confederate flag shorts was seen walking around Blues Fest this past weekend. Festival staff were unsure as to what would be more offensive, allowing the man to walk around with the shorts on or off. <laughs> Now, I didn't know, like, the whole... Because I've seen, like, the Confederate flag issue yeah. peripherally. Like, I, I just heard that people were mad about it. Sure. But I didn't know it was because the the guy who did the... Uh, North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina shootings yeah. had a video with it or, like, he was using it or something. Yeah. Which I kind of... It makes more sense. Because before, I was like, who cares? It's like a stupid old flag. But now, I guess I can kind of see. Did you guys know that? I, I, I was pretty well versed yeah. on the whole issue, yeah. See. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm making you sound that. like that. I, yeah. To be fair, I didn't realize that we had, like, it in the south southern United States, I know it's prevalent, but I didn't realize we had people who were proud to wear it here. This guy's from I, New York. Yeah. That's what the article said. I had seen it in, uh, in smaller towns around northern Ontario, and I'm wondering, really? I, oh. it, it was a weird, it's a weird thing, I Actually, maybe even in Elliot Lake, I used to drive up like the main street coming into the, uh, the the town, and there was like ratty townhouses, and on the one bay window was a giant flag, and I'm like, that's just distasteful. But but yeah. uh, the whole but, house I mean, is distasteful. So that's it's all. Okay. It's, it's all. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, true. That's gone now, though. But the other thing that I didn't know is that that wasn't actually the official flag of, oh, yeah. of the South. And uh, it was just something that they adopted. Uh, I don't know the full story. Did you like start, after? The did war. you start watching CGP Grey videos? I might, that's, that might have been where I learned. Yeah, it. yeah. He's He's proud of you. Hooked on CGP Grey. <laughs> Sorry, keep going, Keith. So in your travels, you <laughs> see the Confederate flag in like a small Ontario town. I have not. No. Yeah, there you go. Just a mon some town. Yeah. <laughs> it's Elliot Lake, Elliot Lake. Ontario. There you go. <laughs> uh, Thanks. An Ottawa-based therapist says watching porn online can have negative impacts on. God damn. A negative impact on the teenage brain. 
Dr. Michael Browning goes on to say that magazines are the only safe medium for pornography. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> a very scientific study he did. Fantastic. <laughs> Lots of research. Uh, and finally, police are on the lookout for four cows who caused $1,000 worth of damage to a BMW uh, last week. <laughs> they were said to have been tired of people mooching. <laughs> That doesn't even make sense. I know. So I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. I'm so sorry. I want to say I didn't write that one. I shouldn't. I, I shouldn't end it on it. I had uh, people are tired of, and then uh, and then uh, I ran out of time, so I just like mooching. But this is a weird story. It was in Valdemont, and uh, they. Uh, I guess it was this car, and four cows surrounded it and just started attacking, it. like attacking <laughs> this vehicle. While he was in it. Yeah. Oh. And then they, they, mm. they ran off. <laughs> like, That's how they ID weird. the cows because yeah. he was there. Uh, <laughs> it's like they were car tipping. Yeah. But that is uh, the that's the news <laughs> this week. Thanks, uh, thanks, Keegan. Um so let's switch gears a bit. And uh, you talked about being uh, an actor. And um you're you're currently in the Tempest. Um can we start with how you got into acting and whether you focus on a certain genre and then we'll, we'll bring that into the Tempest. Sure. I got into acting at a young age. Okay. I was probably five years old when I did my first impression to my <laughs> mother and her friends. Okay. And I saw the look on their faces. They were really happy and they laughed and smiled and wanted me to repeat these funny expressions that I would come up with. And so I realized that it's fun for me to make people laugh and make people entertained. Yeah. So I started at a young age and then I got into musical theater. Okay. I did lots of dance yep. and I went into Canterbury. Um, oh. The first time I worked with Eleanor Crowder from Barron Company was right. in Genag Glebe Community Center for the Shakespeare play Midsummer Night's Dream, and I played Puck. Okay. And then I was with her again in Fiddler on the Roof, and I played one of the, the three girls who marries uh, someone on her own will instead of um, her father's right. uh, fixed marriage. Mm, sure. So... Yeah, I've been doing theater since I was a child. And sense. even with Eleanor, it's been it's been a decade since we were uh since we started working together and we did this is the third production that I'm in that she's directed. That's great. Yeah. That's really cool. and, and do you want to talk about this production? So so you're doing The Tempest. Yes. Uh so what's The Tempest about first of all? The Tempest is a comedy. It's Shakespeare's final play. Right. It is it incorporates magic Young love, villainous plotting, spirit, shape shifting spirits, right. and clowns. Drunken okay. <laughs> clowns. Okay. <laughs> it's all based on an island yeah. where Prospero, where the main character, was yeah. the Duke of Milan, and he was cast onto this island by his evil brother Antonio. Right. And Prospero learned some magic and sorcery in his years and was able to uh, create a big tempest through me, Ariel, right. his servant spirit, to cast the king of Milan and his brother and Antonio and the drunken clowns all to shore so that he could regain his dukedom and bring his young, beautiful daughter back to 
to Milan where she can get married to mm. the Prince of Naples. And in the end, <laughs> everything works out for Prospero. And well, maybe I don't give away. Oh, yeah. Shakespeare. Yeah. She's been around for 400 years. Yeah. There you go. There's also she has a spoiler alert at that point. <laughs> so your, your part, that's a, a pretty big part. Because I've seen the play, and so you're the one, like, this. it's a lot of, uh, you have a lot of, like, chunks of dialogue, right? Well, I'm on this, I'm on stage mm-hmm. a lot. And for me, I couldn't be happier playing Ariel because it mixes four things I love to do and four things I only could dream about doing at the same time, which is acting, yeah. singing, dancing, and fire. Oh, oh, I get to incorporate all of those into the play. Which is fantastic. That is fantastic. I sing a lot. I, I'm acting. There's movement. Mm-hmm. There's fire. And so I couldn't be happier playing Ariel. You, it's a dream role. You can incorporate fire into that production. Yes, we have fire. The, the, uh, there's, uh, my character is a shape-shifting spirit. So I'm, a, I'm at one point a water nymph. I'm at one point a fire spirit, air ah. spirit. I'm all sorts of things. That's great. I'm very busy. Yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> Eavesdropping for my master. Of course, oh, of course yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, and this isn't just uh, a play in any venue. This is Shakespeare in the Park. Shakespeare in the Park, correct. Which is great. So yes. where, what kind of parks are we talking about? We are going all over the place. Last week we were, we were in Dickinson Square in Manatic. Oh. And we're all the way from Manatic to Canada to Central Park in the Glebe, yeah. New Edinburgh, Westboro. We're everywhere. Sure. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Where, where are your upcoming? Uh, so, so this is going to air on Thursday, uh, this okay. podcast. Okay. So where can people see? I and mean, we'll, we'll plug it again at the end, but just mm-hmm. out of curiosity, where are you performing? Well, tomorrow we're playing in the Glebe. Then... Thursday will be in Canada, Walter Baker. Okay. On Friday will be Clare Gardens, Westboro. Yeah. And the 18th, which is Saturday, will be in Stanley Park, New Edinburgh. Okay. And right there, four different parks. Yeah. Yeah. Are there challenges with changing the, you know, the environment? Like, I mean, I get that you have a, probably a fixed stage that you move from place to place. But uh, do you have like do you, do you notice certain differences between performing in different types of parks? Absolutely, there'll be different crowds. Some some will be more shaded. Some will be right. some will have some will be bigger spaces. Some will be smaller spaces. But we're very adaptable, and this is a very traditional way that Shakespeare would want his plays to be performed. Sure, theater outside. Traveling troops, right. you know this type of this type of play has been around for centuries, oh, yeah. and so we're we're keeping it up, and it's great because we can go to all sorts of different neighborhoods and bring the theater to you. Okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense in a way that's compelling for, for the audience. Well, how, how much would it cost? How much does it cost for people to see it? Well, so you arrive at seven. Uh, we start at 7. Yeah. We, we ask people to bring lawn chairs, water guns, because the first scene is big storm. Right. So if you want to spray us <laughs> or spray the audience, uh, we work that out. That's really you know, cool. If, if the audience wants, the audience gets, you know. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the show, we, we pass around our hats and we ask for $15, $20 donations. That's reasonable. I get yeah. that. Very cool. Can you talk about your... your uh, Relationship with Shakespeare. I, I noticed you said you were in a few productions about Shakespeare. Is that a conscious choice to do 
Shakespearean work or what, what draws you to it? It wasn't a conscious choice. I think Shakespeare found me. I did Midsummer Night's Dream, as I said. And then my grade 12 production at Canterbury was Measure for Measure, where I played the lead role, Isabella, who was a, which was a great, great play. And then I did Othello at Sock and Buskin with the director, David Ross Whiteley, who's also a professional actor in Ottawa and is all over Gladstone. Sure. He does great things as well. And, that was interesting. And I just, Shakespeare really did find me and I, I'd love to continue. Mm-hmm. I want to continue for sure. That's great. With Shakespeare. He's got a lot of plays, so you're not going to run out. Oh, of time yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's great. And, and I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's timeless and it's just, it's going to be around forever, whether we like it or not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> it's true. Uh, what's your, what's your, What's can you name a favorite Shakespearean play that you've you've been in, like production, anything of the sort? I mean, if you can't name it, that's obviously going to be difficult. That, yeah, they're all so so <laughs> different. I wouldn't be able to to say. I remember that the Measure for Measure one we did was we modernized it and made it in Ottawa. Okay, so we had it Ottawa themed, but I. I really love the mythical and magical elements of Midsummer Night's Dream and The Tempest. That's cool. Right. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. And Puck and Ariel are are a little similar in the way they're they're sprites, they're they're fairies, they're shape shifting mm-hmm. right. and tricksters. And so I'm really happy that you know a decade later I get to play another role. It's yeah. like, it's. it's like everything comes for a circle in a really harmonious way. I like that. Yeah. Very cool. As a child puck and yep. now as a woman, Ariel. Sure. No, I get that. that that's very cool. Uh, what do you guys think about doing a speed round? Speed round. Yeah. yeah. Are you are you comfortable with a speed round? We can try. We can try. <laughs> if you if you want to pass, feel free to pass. It's, so we're gonna put two minutes on the clock. So answer it as quickly as you can, but again, no pressure and. Uh, Let's see where this goes. Actually, pa- <laughs> passing is probably an important part because you don't want to waste time thinking. So if you don't have it, that's true. And it's on us to think of questions. Yeah, yeah it's true. That's, that's, that's the, the biggest challenge. Part. Exactly. The faster you answer, the faster we run out of questions. Yeah, to ask. that's it. <laughs> the questions get worse and worse. So, All Rob. Right. There are two minutes on the clock. And here we go. Uh, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Cookie dough. What was the impression that you had as a five-year-old? That started it all. The impression you did. Oh, the tea <laughs> is served. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the best male fashion accessory? Goggles. Oh. oh. Who is the actor you looked up to growing up? Or one actor? American and Ashley Olsen. Nice. <laughs> did you know there's another Olsen? Yes. I didn't. <laughs> what color looks, would you say look, would look best on a mon? If we had to choose a, a color to dress him in. Light blue. Ooh. All right. uh, what is, I mean, that has to be your favorite. What's your favorite smell? Uh, one of your favorite smells. Fresh bread. Okay. What was the last Ottawa restaurant you went to? <laughs> Do you have a, a, like a favorite bakery in Ottawa? Waldo. Oh, nice, yeah. Cool. Uh, if you could live anywhere else in the world, would, is there anywhere else you'd like to be? 
Amsterdam. Doesn't have to be permanent. Okay, Amsterdam. Nice. Where's the most exotic place you've... Not exo- uh, exotic. Most interesting place you've traveled. Is there one? It's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> or what's one of them? What's one of them? Yeah. Um, to, uh, to Chiapas, Mexico. Cool. Uh, what's the last song you listened to? Something by Thin Troll. <laughs> a, uh, I, I believe it's a Finnish medieval heavy metal something band. Cool. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite fire dancing accessory? Couldn't say. Okay. Okay. No, that's all right. <laughs> Pretty painless. Eh? Well, to a point. <laughs> yeah, <it sounded> <laughs> so, some of our things were like favorite. We're trying to steer away from, uh, steer away from favorite because it, it puts You're a lot of pressure on You're trying to steer away from favorite. I am. But, uh, favorite uh, fire prop? Come on. That's it. <laughs> Can't do it. Do you have a specialty fire prop though? Or like one that you're really good at? Or I've been doing poi the longest, mm-hmm. which yep. are the two chains with balls of fire. It's oh. kind of like nunchucks. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Uh, so we're, we're, we're running up on time, but before we end, uh, I just, I see that you wrote down and you mentioned it earlier, working at the solar farm in Western Canada. Uh, you spent all winter building the largest one. I did. Yes, so I did. walk us through it. What was, what was that about? Well, as, as I told you, I am. I go with the flow. With fire dancing, it's all about the flow in life. And I got this opportunity to go out west, and I took it, and I went across the Canada doing fire shows. Ended up in in BC, where I started uh, working in solar, and ended up going a bit closer to home, but not much, just going to Alberta. And ending up building an 8,000 solar panel farm for a Hutterite colony. Oh, really? Yes. It was, you know, six months earlier, I never would have uh, been able to guess that I would be doing something like that. And then there I was, working 12-hour days in, you know, minus 20 weather sometimes. January, all through January. Outside in the prairies, rural Alberta. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Uh, uh, Like, again, I guess you just went with the flow, but, but did you, like... Well, I, I mean, what 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 led you? Like, did <laughs> I just can't comprehend? I can't comprehend how it just like comes up. But like, you started it. Did you have any second thoughts after starting it, or did you like fulfill your whole commitment? And you're just like, I fulfilled you know, the whole commitment, it? you know. That's- and I, I'm very much agree with learning hands-on skills. Okay, you know, I went to university. I learned theories. And all that, but they don't always stick, you know, yeah, those right. theories. I, I'm more hands-on. I, and I was really, really happy to be working with my hands and, you know, developing skills and, you know, being a woman in that environment. Yeah. And seeing, and you know, from my own eyes, how different people would live. You know, I'd never be exposed otherwise to a Hutterite colony. Yep, sure. <laughs> <clears throat> Totally different world out there. Sure. And, you know, fire is a seasonable, seasonal job. Yeah. You don't yeah. really do fire outside in the wintertime, unfortunately. Well, yeah, it would help. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, that's, that's great. Did you live on the colony or did you just, you went there during the day? I went there during oh, the okay. day, but oh, we did eat with them. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. 
Cool. Yeah. Wait, were there were there many of you working working there? Strangely enough, no. You think a largest West solar farm? <laughs> yeah. There there was not a large group. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it kept you busy, I guess. Yeah. Very cool. Um, okay. So before we close out, why don't we? We'll give you a chance to plug uh, whatever you want to plug. And then we'll uh, we'll we'll do a bit of our own. So, is there? Well, you obviously have some things that you want to plug. Yes, I'd like to mention again that Baron Company Show The Tempest will be touring for the rest of July. You can find the full schedule on baroncompany.ca. But I will mention that Thursday we will be playing at Walter Baker in Canada. Yeah. Friday, Clare Gardens in Westboro, and July eighteenth, which is Saturday, Stanley Park. The shows every day start at 7 to 8.30. They start at 7, end at 8.30. Yeah. It is a good idea to bring a blanket or a lawn chair, your rain gear if it's raining, and a water gun if you have one and you want to have a little fun. (laughs) Great. (laughs) It's a suggested donation of $20. And my fire troop will be touring in August. And in Ottawa, we will be at Capital Fair, yep. which is at uh, the end of August. So check check us out at Capital Fair. Great. And, and you can look up that website, fireliberationfront.com. Great. We are a group of five who have merged together from different parts of Canada and the world. One of us is a contortionist from Australia. And ah. we are available <laughs> cool. for booking. So, so check us out. That. And you are Zola Molotov. Great. There you go. <laughs> um, real, I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but Baron Company, they do obviously more than Shakespeare in the Park. You said they have yes. an upcoming uh, uh, production. Where is that, sir? Yeah. They do, a, they do a winter show at yep. Gladstone. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? The famous play is going to be on this winter. Great. So check that out as well. Okay. Pas- they've done everything from Shakespeare to uh, famous shows to uh, written by the director themselves. Oh, a wide variety. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a cool. wide variety. That's great. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keegan, where can the listeners find us? We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on the internet at ottawatpodcast.com. Uh, we might be starting a blog soon or something. I've been feeling the itch to write stuff, so check out that when it comes up. Tweet us or like us. Do all that stuff. That's it, right? This is the rambliest. Also, the Citra Radio SoundCloud. Yeah. iTunes. Go uh, subscribe on iTunes or yeah. uh, in your favorite podcast app. There you go. And uh, Audible. Yeah, we're sponsored uh, once again by audible.com. You guys can go to audibletrial.com slash autowhat and uh, get a free audiobook as well as a free 30-day trial to try out the service. Uh, on the theme of fire, mm-hmm. did you guys know that Game of Thrones, the books are on audible.com? Uh, I, I've never seen Game of Thrones. I've never read the books, but it is a song of fire and ice, mm-hmm. ice and fire. Mm-hmm. So fire, mm-hmm. go check that out. Uh, it's audibletrial.com slash autowhat. Well done. I'm happy with that. You should be. <laughs> uh, Zoe, uh, now's your time to shine. No, you, you show on for the whole thing. <laughs> but now's the time to end the podcast. And just say auto watch however you like. Auto watch. <laughs>